0: Ooh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is more boosley 13 nights of halloween Woo-hoo.
1: yeah uh this Tonight... episode oh hello okay. oh i was giving you like background music trying to like, pump you up <laughs> <laughs> i can start like beatboxing if you need me yes too. please drop the beat
0: <laughs> sorry headphone music. that was great <laughs> <laughs> um on tonight's episode we are going all the way to salem massachusetts to talk about mm-hmm. some haunted salem bars have
1: you ever been to salem i know you've been to boston
0: oh no, i haven't yeah. but i've been to boston i went to a city right outside of boston called somerville i believe beautiful town
1: mm-hmm.
0: i was enamored by the houses there they were so cool but also, it was for a funeral, which is really sad. But um, my family's background is Irish, and apparently, they throw parties after a funeral. So it was really sad for about an hour, and then everyone changed out of their, you know, funeral wear, and then all got into like mm-hmm. party wear, and then everyone was drunk. Oh, so, but that's besides. They said more, booze, <laughs> said more booze, please. I said more <laughs> booze, please. They said great grandmother, more booze, please. Um, but I was blown away by the, um, the church, it was, the funeral, wasn't it was insane. It was, like, this Catholic church, and it was, the outside was, whoa. Um, but yeah, I've never actually been to Boston. Drove through it, terrifying. Don't recommend. But I would totally go back to it, I think. Mm-hmm. I definitely want to go to Boston. It's where my dad grew up. It's where, like, all my family is, so... Definitely want to see Boston, but I definitely want to see Salem, for sure. It's, like, definitely on my bucket list, one of the top places. Have you ever been?
1: No. The furthest north I've been on the east coast is New York City.
0: I've been to New York as well, but not to New York City, and everyone finds it so weird. It was disappointing. Oh. Oh. Yeah.
1: Like, I just pictured Times Square to be, like, this just, like, ultimate like you've like you've you're there like you've reached like top humanity at that point and I I didn't even know that I was on Times Square oh yeah it took me a few minutes to even realize where I was and then I saw like some of the light-up billboards and I was like wait is this Times Square and we had to like ask somebody and they're like yeah this is Times Square and I'm like this isn't what it looks like <laughs> the pictures In my head yes like <laughs> yeah there's like one little corner and that's it
0: when I went to New York, I went to Lake George because we did a really awesome New England um, jeeping trip where we went to like New England and like, well, we went to New England, don't make it. We went to Massachusetts and we went to New York and all these other places, but none of like the cities because we were like mm-hmm. um, climbing mountains in jeeps. So, yeah. But Lake George still fun is beautiful. Though. But our topic isn't about Lake George, it's not about New York, it's about Massachusetts. Yes, and our topic
1: tonight is specifically about bars in Salem. There's a lot of history and a lot of stories that goes along with Salem, and that would be like a whole entire episode in itself. Mm -hmm. So we're going to save that for the future, so if you want to research Salem, go for it. We're just going to be talking specifically about bars
0: tonight. Yeah, because we like to drink. (laughs)
1: if you haven't noticed
0: we haven't noticed Our name is more booze please and megan (laughs) is feeling it tonight so three drinks already started you know i'm like three drinks in but not really i'm just drinking three different things at once so (laughs) couldn't choose we'll regret tomorrow morning it's okay
1: okay i'll get to my ghost story first i guess since you're Uh, let's go (laughs) i'll give you a few minutes to Simmer down. To get ready for yours, yeah. Originally owned by Salem's First Church, it was constructed in the year 1862. The cost of the building was so high that the church used the second floor as their area of worship while they rented out the first floor to local businesses to help reduce the rent. Now, I was interested in the background of the First Church, so I did a little history lesson and gave myself some information on them. The first church began as early as 1629 when the Puritan settlers of the Massachusetts Bay Colony decided to form a church. Roger Conant was part of this group, and he was also the founder of Salem, as well as John Endicott, the first governor of the colony. After the deaths of the first reverend, Samuel Skelton, and the first teacher, Francis Higginson, Roger Williams moved to Salem. And this was in 1634. He didn't stand as the Reverend of the First Church very long. He was banished from the church in the colony in 1636, less than two years later. Roger Williams had a loud voice, but not just as in volume. He spoke up when he felt like things were wrong. He questioned the power of the general court over the local court, and he argued that the distinction between the church and the world must always be kept clear. Otherwise, the wilderness of the world will invade the garden of the church. Because of this, he was ordered to go back to England, but he escaped and traveled south to start his own community, which he named Providence. The Rhode Island colony that he gathered did not believe in the practice of infant baptism, and he formed what is now known as the First Baptist Church in America. After Roger Williams started his Rhode Island Baptist community, the first church became entangled with the witch trials of 1692. Members of the church were murdered or convicted of, of being witches. And the most popular was Reverend Nicholas Noyers. He was very actively involved in the convictions of the defendants of the trials. He never expressed any remorse in his acts of involvement that created a stir and panic in the town. It is known that he died of a curse. One of the accused witches at her execution is reported to have told him that God will give you blood to drink. In 1717, Noyes apparently died of an unusual throat disorder during which he choked on his own blood. And I say all this to say that the first church has a pretty dark history, and that's what this building was com- like founded on. Eventually, the congregation moved on to merge with another church, and the building was taken by a local jeweler. The building became known as Daniel Lowe & Company. The jewelry store became a national fad in 1891 with a silver spoon that they called the Witch Spoon of Salem. They were able to advertise this spoon nationally in magazines and in 1892, the next year, the company was able to launch the nation's first mail order catalog. Daniel Lowe continued to pull long, stressful days at the building until 1911. Unfortunately, his fast-paced life caught up to him, and he died of a heart attack in the building late one night. Daniel Lowe and company was tossed around from family member to family member until it was sold to a man named William Follett. He kept the business alive and running until he died in the early 1990s. The building sat vacant for a little while after his death, then it was turned into a banquet hall, and less than a decade later, was bought out again. The current owners have turned it into a restaurant and bar called Rockefeller's, and the upstairs worship space is now a place for events and weddings. I say all of this to say, this place is haunted. Like, really, really haunted. Let's start under the building. There are a series of tunnels that twist and turn throughout the ground of Salem they were used for smugglers or pirates to move their illegal possessions from the shoreline pirates pirates yes eventually All of the topics intertwine i know it's so weird isn't it <laughs> eventually the tunnels were used for a much greater good the underground railroad not hard to believe these tunnels act as a portal from the other side and sometimes send ghostly spirits into rockefeller's one spirit that is Probably their most famous spirit is said to come from these tunnels, the Blue Lady. The Blue Lady is a woman in an old-fashioned blue dress. You can see her throughout the building. However, the legend originally places her in the tunnel system. The legend goes that the Blue Lady was awaiting her love who was a sailor in the underground tunnels. When the sailor arrived, he was pleased to see her. He was greeted with a surprise, however. She told him that she was pregnant with his child and demanded that he marry her immediately. What was a true love story to her was apparently just a fling to him. He wasn't in love with her and had no intentions of marrying her. For whatever his reason, her confession sparked something inside of him, and he knew he had to get out of this somehow. So, in a mad rage, he killed her down there in those tunnels. It is said that she let out a terrified scream as the sailor grabbed her around the throat, and then she fell silent. He did not let go until she was dead, and then he buried her in the tunnel beneath the building.
0: Well, shit. The
1: other theory behind the blue lady is that she was employed by Daniel Lowe & Company and sold jewelry in the shop. She stayed late one night and died in the vault and was found the next day. However... That doesn't explain the mortified screams you can sometimes hear under your feet beneath the floorboards. So I leaned towards the sailor story. Mm-hmm. The staff often experience odd paranormal happenings, especially towards the end of their shifts. But it wasn't until late one night that one bartender got photographic evidence of the blue lady. She appeared as a full apparition to the bartender, much to their surprise. The owners and the employees of Rockefeller's were stunned when they saw the picture of the blue lady. The picture was immediately put on the restaurant's website, and I read that they even used her picture as the screensaver for all of the restaurant's computers. (laughs) The other popular ghost at Rockefeller's is the man in the black minister suit. The legend is that he was severely depressed and used to pace the grounds where the building now stands, until one night... He committed suicide right on that plot of land. Most staff members that have had encounters with this ghost describe him as rude or grumpy and somber. A customer who had seen the minister decided to try to capture his image, but once she was ready to take the minister's picture, the customer's camera instantly jammed and wouldn't take a photo. One staff member who was cleaning up after the end of her shift Turned a corner to come face to face with the man in the black suit. She says she had never seen a ghost before, so she was so frightened she just stood in like a paralyzed state. The man looked at her and growled, "Get," as if it was to tell her to get away from him as fast as possible. So, that's terrifying. if you want like a really sad ghost or like a really grumpy ghost, Rockefellers is the place to go.
0: I want to see the photo now of the blue lady.
1: Yeah, so, okay, I searched all over Google, and I cannot find it. I searched their website. I cannot find it. But everything I read is like, there's a picture of the blue lady out there, but it's, like, disappeared. So, if you're listening and you've seen the picture of the blue lady or you can find it, please send it to us at more booze, please, plz, at gmail.com, because I want to see the blue lady. Yeah.
0: So do I. Are you looking for her right now? Yeah. (laughs) You can't talk about the blue lady and then not post it. That's all BS. Mm
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they act like it was all over the internet, and I was like, I
0: can't (laughs) find it. Well, I guess I'll look later and try to find it, because I want to see what she, is she, like, blue? No, I think it's just her dress is blue. Oh. see, There could be three meanings to that. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: But also, like, if the person she was in love with killed her, I would be sad forever.
0: Yeah, that's, you're pregnant with her his child, and mm-hmm. he's like, "Yeah, no, 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 I was just playing." And I'm gonna kill you. <laughs> so, that's messed up. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I guess it's time for my story. Woo-hoo. Are you ready? Yes. What does a bit bar, a warlock, Houdini, and apartments all have in common? What the Salem jailhouse. That's Thank it. you, Hillary. Thank you. <laughs> Okay, so, I was really excited to talk about this so-called bar in Salem because it's a freaking jail, which just, like, blows my mind that they've made a jail into a bar. hmm But also, like, just, I think it's a really cool idea to take something that was there that's a historic site, even though it is a jail, and make it into something new. Do you sit, like, in the cells? Um, kind of. Okay. Well, I'm listening. We get into that. I'm jumping ahead. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um... It's actually really creepy if you look at old photos of it. um, But it's been completely remodeled and looks beautiful today. And it kind of gives that vibe of um, Campus 805. Hmm. If you're from Huntsville, we just talked about like Huntsville. um, Hometown Huntsville or whatever. Campus 805 was a middle school that was renovated into a bar. So, the gymnasium is where they make beer. It's really cool. And if someone has gone to there or a person like me who... Used to go there for, like, track competitions. I saw that school when it was a school, and now I'm like, oh, shit, I can drink in the middle school that I used to, like, frequent? That's awesome. And there's just speakeasy there, but that's besides the point. (laughs) On topic. Back to the story. I get sidetracked a lot. (laughs) So this place was home to over 50 hangings, and two notable people that have been to the jail... One that was just there with curiosity and one who was an actual inmate are magician Harry Houdini who staged an escape in 1906 where he stripped naked and strapped on three pairs of handcuffs and two pairs of leg irons. He was put in the middle of cells and then less than 13 minutes later, managed to escape his confines he pulled his clothes back on unlocked the rest of the cells handcuffed himself to a prisoner and walked to the street to show everyone what he had just done it was like a miracle he was able to do this another person who's a notable person which is kind of sad to call him notable but is also albert Desalvo, also known as the boston strangler who we will talk about a little bit later The Salem Jail was built in 1684 and was called the Old Witch Jail. Of course, what is there now is additions that have been put on through the years. So they've added new things and building structures, built over things. So it's not all what was there in 1684, but some of it is still there. In 1813, they built what is now the Salem Jail, which honestly didn't get the best start as it is believed that the granite was allegedly salvaged, quote, from St. Peter Street, and it's widely believed by ghost tour companies and locals that the slabs of granite that they used were once stained with blood of the witch trial victims from 1692. Now, a lot of people say that this is false and it's just made to scare people on ghost tours, but others truly believe that the granite is true of where it's come from. By 1885, the jail had gone through complete change so it could fit the larger capacity of the inmates that were coming in. The jail was in such awful condition that inmates actually sued the jail. The reasoning was that they had to use chamber pots for bathrooms, and they were actually successful in suing, which ended in more renovations. 19 years later, the jail was victim to a huge fire that was later connected with arson, which, you guessed it, needed more renovations. I actually I actually read that the living conditions of this place was like this until like the 70s, like literally pissing in pots
1: mm-hmm.
0: until the 70s. I believe it. So this isn't like early 1900s and this is happening. This is like people that were in jail like only 50 years ago were, um, I mean, it's jail. It's not like a luxury place to stay, but there was no like sewage system or anything like that in this bathroom. There's this three-story brick structure that sits adjacent to the Salem Jail. It's known as the Jailer's House or the Sheriff's House. During its operation, this building was used by the Sheriff, but it's now just office space. So you can have an office inside of a three-story brick structure that was meant to be home to a Sheriff. Hmm. For some reason, the jail was constantly plagued with issues and needs for repairs during its time in operation. It made me think that maybe this was all the people that were hung there, or maybe witches who had passed on the haunted area. You know what's crazy to me? Even though this jail was literally crumbling right in front of people, and was so outdated, the jail was actually used right up until the 1990s, when finally the Middleton Correction Facility was opened. So they were actually putting inmates in this jail that had like no sewage, no plumbing, that they were pissing in buckets until the 90s. The jail stayed barren and empty for what looked like about 20 years or so from the information I could find, which if we haven't learned anything about this place, it just needed more renovations. The crazy thing, which I just, it just blows my mind. So this place has condominiums, there's 24 residential units, and I looked them up and they're actually pretty nice. Um, now you asked earlier, is there like, do you eat in the jail cell or whatever? Mm-hmm. The mail room is actually one of the cells with the original, like, gates. So, like, what they would, like, close whatever the door with. Like, the gates. Like, the iron rods or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's, like, how the room is set up. And the original brick. I was looking at it, though, and it was kind of creepy and eerie. And I was like, I don't know how I feel about trying to go get my mail. I'm already creeped out to go get my mail in my apartment that was built in, like, 2012. <laughs> and I walked in. I have to walk through the um, parking garage. And I'm like, This is scary. Like, i'm scared i can't imagine having to go get my mail by myself and be like oh this is a haunted jail no big deal oh are those chains rattling on the ground no big deal okay so into it becoming like a bar and things like that in 2010 an eatery named the great escape restaurant was opened in one of the empty sections but it actually closed down I find this kind of interesting because the condominiums seem to be built first, which I read something. Apparently, it was purchased, the building, for $1. (laughs) Is that real? I don't know. But apparently, it was purchased for $1 because everyone was like, your problem. You want to do something with it? Do it. Mm -hmm. And like the condominiums now are worth like $24 million. Oh, wow. That's an insane investment right there. Mm -hmm. That That person was like, watch me do it. Um, okay, so, Great Escape Iterie was made, which I find kind of sad, because it didn't last too long, and I feel like, calling it the Great Escape Restaurant, it should have been, like, an escape room, right? Like, like, Houdini? how cool would it be? Yeah! Like, Houdini's escape? Like, you could have, escape. like, a Houdini-based escape room, and, like, a robber's mm-hmm. escape room, or whatever, or, like, a witch's one, and it'd be inside this, like, old town jail, but it was a restaurant. It didn't do so hot, so it ended up closing, after it closed in 2013, A&B Burgers opened, but after having huge success, so not a sad story, they actually moved to another location in 2015. And then that left the Bit Bar to take over the jail space in 2016. It's still open right now, and it's actually really popular since it's an, it's an arcade-themed restaurant. I looked at the menu, and the drinks are a fun mixture of video games and Spooky. You can order a Princess Peach, which has vodka, peach nops, triple sec, lime, and cranberry juice. Or if you're wanting something spookier, spookier. <laughs> if you're wanting something spookier, you can order the Headless Horseman, which is Jameson hot cider, honey, cinnamon, and pumpkin spice. Mm, yum. Yeah, the drinks there. I feel like if you go to any barcade, you're probably gonna get a drink that's like Donkey Kong 2.0. Or <laughs> that's
1: a weird like combination though, an arcade and a gel i know (laughs) i don't i'm not tracking but i'm with you
0: it's gotta be like a salem thing Mm -hmm. like only salem people would have a fun thing instead of a scary spooky thing i mean half the drinks are like heather's horseman beetlejuice like things like that are spooky and then it's like princess peach and then i think one was called donkey kong jr and like things like that so it's definitely like half and half like they're spooky but they're also being like okay we're an arcade Mm -hmm. okay so down to some spooky things the story goes that the salem jailhouse was actually built on top of a 17th century dungeon that once imprisoned witches but it's also believed that the dungeon was never destroyed which is why there are so many sightings of paranormal entities the salem jailhouse also has a very dark past Which includes the death of Giles Corey, an accused warlock, which is not very common, an accused warlock during 1692 witch trials. Today, when you think of Salem, your mind usually only focuses on witches, but a few unlucky warlocks also met their end here. Giles was in his 80s when rumors emerged that his spirit was wandering Salem Village, attacking young girls. He refused these claims and denied any involvement with witchcraft. According to history books, Giles Corey remained one of the few accused warlocks during the witch trials of 1692. Corey adamantly refused these claims and denied that he had any involvement with them. He didn't have much of a choice with what to do. He could either plead guilty to a so-called fair trial or maintain his innocence and his proper punishment would be given. Corey did neither and decided not to speak any words. Because he remained quiet, he was dragged out to empty land and had a wooden frame laid on top of him where they stacked stones, which would eventually crush him to death. Supposedly, he was crushed on the Howard Street Cemetery land, but based on records, this isn't true, and it's actually the same land that the jailhouse sits on, which is why people feel that so many paranormal things happen. I also read something that his great-granddaughter, maybe it was his granddaughter, also died the same way by being accused that she was a witch, and then having being crushed to death, which is really sad. Apparently, it's a lot of... You were either hung or crushed to death. Mm-hmm. Which is like insane. When the jail was abandoned in the nineties, a surge of ghost sightings and paranormal When the jail was abandoned in the nineties, a surge of ghost sightings and paranormal happenings began. People who passed by swore they saw lights flickering inside even though the prison wasn't hooked up to electricity. People have heard eerie screams at all hours of the day, and those who have entered the prison are said to see shadow people hiding in the halls. Now, some ghosts of the prison. I mentioned earlier the Boston Strangler, and he was supposedly one of the ghosts who terrorizes the halls. His name was Albert DeSalvo, and in the 60s, he was the man behind 13 murders. Mm-hmm. Two 13s in the story. You know that shit's fucked up. Okay. He was able to convince women to let him into their home, where he would strangle them, and his choice of weapon? Nylon stockings. Hmm. Eight of the 13 women were killed with nylon strangulation, so they were killed with their own nylons, while the other remaining were killed with stabbing. He was considered a suspect when in 1964, he entered a woman's house posing as a detective and raping her. He left her and then was identified by the victim. He was sentenced to life in prison, but somehow managed to escape. When he was caught, he was brought back to the jail and was found six years later, and he was stabbed to death oh right got what he deserved people have said to see apparitions of someone or something sprinting across the lawn and though desperate to make it out you can hear chains rattling while seeing this could this possibly be the boston strangler trying to make his final escape another ghost you may see if you visit the jailhouse are civil war era spirits People say that in one of the upstairs windows, you can see a shadowy figure always holding a candle as he roams from room to room. Supposedly, the floor that he so-called roams on actually no longer exists after all the renovations. So where there was a second floor, there's just the windows up along up there. There's no actual floor, just a ceiling, like a 20-foot ceiling. And you can see him like perfectly in that window. So it looks like he's walking around, but he would be floating, which is why they think that it's a ghost. During the Civil War, Confederate soldiers were imprisoned in the Old Salem Jail, which could be the reasoning for the man who haunts the second floor, and the number of shadowy figures in 19th century clothing running around. <laughs> so if you're in search of living with some ex-cons, a warlock, and many witches, this place might be the best one for you. I would live there. I looked it up, and they're actually really nice. I mean, they're $1,900, which is kind of what I pay here, so whatever. Um, but they're really cool. And I thought they were super nice-looking, and I was like, dang, that's, like, intriguing that you could live in an old jail. There's, it made me think of on it's pretty. TikTok. pretty. I know. It's really nice. Uh, $24 million well spent. Um, there's this TikTok trend going around, it's like, things in my blank, blank house that just make sense. And mm-hmm. it's like, things in my Japanese house that just make sense. Things in my newly remodeled house that just make sense. And then I think there's ones like, things in my remodeled elementary school It just make sense. And it sees apartment complexes somewhere in New England, because New England has these cool things, where they took a an, a school that was like an elementary school in the 20s, and mm-hmm. they refurbished it into apartment complexes. And so not every complex is the same, or not every apartment's the same. And one girl's like, I have the door that says girl's bathroom in my thing. And then the other one's like, I have a chalkboard in my room because it's, like, all the original stuff, which I think is, like, so cool. I I think think I've seen that. I'd be more terrified living in an elementary school than a jail. I don't want to be haunted by little kids. Yeah, that would be scary. Those are the scariest. Have we talked about Hocus Pocus as our movie yet? No, but I think that's, like, perfect for this episode. Yeah.
1: So, Hocus Pocus. I don't like Hocus Pocus, and I think I'm (gasps) the only female millennial what doesn't like hocus pocus
0: wait why don't you like hocus pocus because i've never seen it okay well then you can't say you don't like
1: it i just know i don't like it because i've seen no. enough of it that i'm like i think i watched it when i was a little kid and i turned it off but
0: i think it's great i don't think i'm not just saying that like because hocus pocus uh, i like take Pocus. at halloween one time a year i like well, i own it on dvd like i watch it <laughs> in freaking january Really, when I'm like oh Halloween's over it's okay Hocus Pocus I love it I debated Connor and I was like can we name our dog Binx and he's like Binx is a cat Megan and I'm like but we can name it Binx he's black like he's a black dog it's like a black cat come on Binx he's like no we're not naming the dog Binx and I'm like what about Thackeray and he's like Thackeray really cause that's Binx's first name mm-hmm. I love Hocus Pocus
1: I feel like another show that goes with this
0: episode is Sabrina. Which one, though? Both. You know they canceled *Chilling Adventures of Sabrina*. Mhm. I didn't watch the last season. I am so. really well. You know what? The makers—they keep doing this thing. They did it with *Riverdale*. *Riverdale* set, started off so good for mm-hmm. two seasons, great, and then they're like, "They can sing, la la,", la. <laughs> and I'm like, "Are you freaking kidding me? Stop with the singing, mm-hmm. okay?" Yes, they can sing. That's great. No, Cole Sprouse cannot sing, so stop it.
1: Yeah, the storyline kind of just went all over the place, and I can't yeah, keep up from so season weird. to season.
0: No. And my thing that baffles me, though, is like, same thing happened with Sabrina. It was off to such a great start, and then they're like, Sabrina can sing. And it's like, no. Stop making she everybody can't. sing. <laughs> just because they're in a band in real life does not mean they have to sing in the show. Like, yeah. they don't have to. I'm watching this show, The Vampire Diaries. And the girl that plays Caroline is singing now. And I'm like, I swear, <laughs> you know a show has hit their end mm-hmm. when they sing. When they sing, they're like, okay, we got nothing else in our pockets. So, um, singing. We're going to sing about mm-hmm. death. The only show that you can get away with that is Glee. Yeah, because it's about singing. <laughs> That's the whole point. <laughs> like, stop it. Um, I am really mad that Sabrina is being canceled, but freaking Riverdale gets to live on. Are you kidding me? And Ski Ulrich just announced that he's leaving Riverdale. So there's no um, more reason that for me to watch that. he was the plot. He was the plot. Like, when you say, like, I watch Riverdale for the plot, he's the plot. <laughs> <laughs> you know, do you know who Madeline Petches? is? No. She's the redhead that is in Riverdale? Mm-hmm. And they did, like, this thing, and it was, like, swipe left, swipe left, or swipe right? Mm-hmm. And him and the guy that passed away, who was in, like, 90210, Luke Perry. Yeah. Luke Perry came up and she's like, Daddy, swipe right, <laughs> swipe, right swipe right, swipe right. And then Skeet, and she's like, mm, Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> Connor's got to listen to this and be like, the fuck? <laughs> daddy who? Just kidding. Um, but, yeah, I'm so mad that I love Sabrina. I thought it was uh-huh. great that's that's my jam right there like spooky dark it went super hardcore
1: super fast and i was not expecting that after watching riverdale
0: yeah i got super like holy shit they're summoning demons (laughs) yeah fuck
1: i need to like
0: i need to finish it i think it's good i even though they sing in it i can deal with it i think it's one episode that they sing Mm -hmm. there is one moment though that they sing and it makes sense like, it's like, oh, that made sense for you mm-hmm. to sing. That's when it makes sense. <laughs> you're trying to trick someone.
1: So, you if we sing. start singing on the podcast, everybody will know it's over. <laughs> it's our last <laughs> attempt to survive.
0: <laughs> when we sing Kumbaya, Kumbaya, my lord. that's a saying <laughs> goodbye. You know, this is so bad. People are going to be like, wow, this tangent's going on, guys. Um, but they Kumbaya, turned this off already. Yeah, they've already <laughs> turned this off. It's okay. If you're still here, you're the, the real MVP and you're going to hear a really morbid story about Megan's childhood. Um, I had a dog growing up. It wasn't really my dog. It was my aunt's dog and their kids, her kids, mm-hmm. Moki. The name was supposed to be Smokey because it was a Jack Russell Terrier and it looked like a sausage and my cousin couldn't pronounce the name, so Moki it was. And they were in Florida and Moki was freaking old, like 20. The thing had been run over like 20 times, ate like a pound of chocolate in its life and just would not die. Mm-hmm. And it was so fat, its little front legs would shake when it would, like, sit on its, like, mm-hmm. legs. Because it was just so fat. And no matter what they did, it could not lose weight. Anyways, one day they walked into the living room and Moki had finally died. Oh. She's just laying there. <laughs> and what does my aunt do? Because everyone family meeting in the living room, Moki just died. <gasps> And so they all are in the... They're all crying. I'm so bad for laughing at this. And they all grab each other's hands and they start singing Kumbaya <laughs> to the dog. <laughs> so if you want to know how my family deals with death, they sing Kumbaya. So when our when our podcast ends, we'll have to sing Kumbaya yeah. now. <laughs> at the end of for every episode. For some reason... <laughs> for some reason when i think of like the song that we would sing i think of why can't we be friends why can't and that's like me singing to the the ghost like why can't we be friends don't hurt me why can't we be friends don't do that you know okay anyways this is enough for now (laughs) (laughs) so if you guys are still here hey hello we like you um thank you uh you can follow us on instagram at more please yeah and Facebook. And Facebook. And you can also like us on Apple Podcasts because if you like us, review us, we can get on the charts, which would be, like, amazing. Yeah.
1: One day. Maybe if we start singing.
0: <laughs> is that how it works? Do I have to start singing? <laughs> Y'all don't want to hear me sing. You got you, you already got, like, a little taste of it. It is not fun. Did not get that talent.
1: So, if you've ever went to Salem... If you have any good haunted jail stories, if you live in a jail, if you want to hear Megan sing, shoot us an email.
0: (laughs) 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 What's up? More booze, please. This is Convict Number Six Five Three in Cell Block C. Heard your podcast.
1: I keep getting stuck on prison TikTok. Just
0: wait. wait. Should we just leave it as that? Just stop recording right now. (laughs) Hillary's ending sentence. So I keep getting stuck on prison TikTok. You'll have to tune in later for the next (coughs) episode of prison TikTok. That's all I'm saying. All I'm saying is, like,
1: figure out my algorithm and you will see the jams of prison. (laughs) I think it's pretty intense.
0: It goes. Hey, this goes with our episode. No,
1: it really does, and I'm not kidding. You're on kidding. prison
0: TikTok. I I'm am. on Salem TikTok.
1: <laughs> You're on what TikTok?
0: I'm on witch TikTok. I wish that's I was on witch TikTok. That's all that I see is witch stuff.
1: I say a few witch. Things. I saw
0: this hilarious one, and it was like I saw this funny um, TikTok, and it was like I'm raising my children pagan. I'm mm-hmm. a pagan witch. And she goes, you know, when you when you reprimand your children, you might get a I hate you, mother, or a slam door or a um, pouting child. And she's like, no, I don't get that. I get this. And she shows this little bottle of like wax all over it under her pillow. And She goes, my fucking child cursed me. (laughs) He cursed me. I like that when she was a kid, though. Yes, it was me. A hundred percent fact. We should get my mom on this. She'll be like, "Yeah, fucking Satan lived in my house." (laughs) Probably something to joke about because you know my Linda Blair. I can't say that. Oh, Linda Blair, six six six. Just shave your head, Linda Blair, six six six. Thanks, Eileen. Anyways, (laughs) thanks for tuning in. If you're still here, I'm so sorry. (laughs) (laughs) So sorry. Until Um, tomorrow night when we talk about conduits. Yes. Tune in then. Yes. Goodbye. Goodbye.